0: bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is head of my life. And I just want to take the time real quickly to thank the angel of this house, Pastor Benson, for allowing me to stand behind the sacred desk this morning. And to my friend and brother, Pastor Steve Heyman, who has been reaching down to help me a whole lot lately. And this brother has truly been a help in my life, him and his wife, Jen. And I give honor to all of you who are here today, to my family that are at home watching on Facebook Live. I bring you uh, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm just so pleased to be a part of this service today because I was over there. I had tears in my eyes when I heard all the great stories of the youth here at the New Direction Bible Fellowship Church. And I pray that I can encourage you a little more today by taking an introspective and hard look at yourself as young people of God. And as the word was read into your hearing this morning from the uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 16, 16 to 24, I thank Pastor Haman for reading that scripture to your hearing this morning. So we're going to dive right in if y'all don't mind, because the, the Lord has something to say to us today. So we're coming from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 16 through 24. Let us have a quick word of prayer. Father God, we humbly say thank you, Lord, for being able to come before your people today, God. Lord, I thank God that so many of us think it not robbery to be not only Christians, but fit everything into their Christian life instead of trying to do it the other way around, Father God. Lord, I pray that you will touch these young people as they continue to move on, Father God, because they have your spirit, Lord. And they can do anything if they give it all over to you, Father God. So Lord, continue to bless the leadership of this church, Father God. Bless all the members, Father God. Bless all the ministries, Lord. But most importantly, keep them in touch with you, Father God. That if anything shall ever come their way, that they know to call on that name that we just praised this morning. So when we call on the name of Jesus, anything and all things are possible according to the will of God. If we would just stand and let him lead and guide us and be the captain of our life. It is in his name that we do humbly pray. The name of Jesus, let the church say amen. Amen, amen, amen. And for a title this morning, I was told I could be a little bit at home today. So I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity of of you to allow me to kind of take my shoes off if I need to. Amen. 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 And the the, the title for this uh, message today is a very simple title, and it's just called, What Do I Look Like? What Do I Look Like? Nothing major, nothing scary, nothing too deep about it, but what do I look like? Now, we can use that term in many different ways. Now, I'm from Philly, so we say John a lot, right? And John could be like an adjective or a noun or so many other things, but What do I look like could mean various things as well because it could be a straightforward question of what do I really look like? Actually, on the outside, what do I look like? Or somebody says something to you and go, what do I look like? So we see the story as it transpires here in these verses of Scripture about this rich, young ruler, amen? And I like the fact that the Bible called him young, amen? Because what we see here is that Sometimes, when you accumulate a lot at a young age, you may not really understand what to do with it. Now, young people, that's not a knock because there are some of us that are older that still don't know what to do with our money. Amen. So, in these verses of scripture, read into your hearing, this young man is rich. He's young, but he wanted to find out something else that he couldn't get from his money. See, his money didn't have the answers. So, he had to come to the man to the master, Jesus, because what he looked for and what he yearned for could not be found by simply pulling out his wallet. Amen? Yeah, yeah. See, when he went to say something to Jesus Christ, it almost seems like Jesus' answer to this rich young ruler was designed to make him run away. Because in the word here, it says very clearly that he a- answered. Jesus answered a question with a question. Now, how many times... You ask somebody something and they ask you a question back, that's not really the response that you want. But Jesus Christ says so clearly here, he says, why do you call me good? Why do you call me good? Now, this, this young man wasn't a bad young man. He just didn't understand what he was doing. He didn't understand who he was talking to. So Jesus says, why ask me what is good? And it gives us a glimpse of no matter how good what we are trying to achieve may seem, when our motives are not right, we will not have the outcome that we are looking for. You see, the, ver- the Pharisees in Jesus' day, young people, like many of us today, try to put the external action before the inner heart change. Amen? See, before you step out to do something, if your heart is not right or your heart is not in it, you may not get the outcome that you are looking for. And see, this rich young ruler tried to do that very thing. And see, unless love of, the love of God is your motivation, the outward displays of goodness only result in your pride. And see, this pride does not please God. See, no matter how much we try to please God with our outward man, God is looking at the heart. And we have to surrender ourselves totally to him. So, so, so here's what we have to do. The Holy Spirit empowers us to love God fully and serve him with the right motive. So you say, what what do I look like has to do with this? Watch this. The young man did not know what he looked like, which is why he approached Jesus in that fashion. See, if we really took the time to check ourselves, to see what we look like before we approach people, opportunities, or things, we may not be in so much trouble that we are with our friends, family, on the job. See, if we were asked ourselves, what do I look like? before I step into this opportunity? What do I look like before I approach the pastor about something? What do I look like before I ask my parents this particular thing? If you are young and you are about to be in, a, in, in your, in your relationship, you have to ask yourself, what do I look like not honoring God in this relationship? You see, young people from the ages of seven all the way up to young adulthood, if you do not know what you look like, then you need to take a spiritual selfie. You need to hold up that phone. And take that spiritual selfie. Now, the phone is only going to reflect what's on the outside. But see, God will reflect what's on the inside. Because if, you, if this phone had an app on it and we could download what, what do I look like app and we take a picture of ourselves, do we, would we, or would we want to see the answer that Jesus Christ would give us? Yeah, see, yeah, see, we on our phones all the time. We make the cute lips, and we do all the particular things, and, and 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 we show off our basketball moves, or or our new outfit, or we boot up with everybody all the time. But if you were to take that spiritual selfie in that moment, what would it look like to God? See, God is not concerned, young people, with. With, with your attitude towards something. He's concerned with the motive behind your attitude for something. That's why in the Bible, in, in Amos 3, 3, it says, two walk together lest they agree. That's why the old folks always say, you tell me who you hang with and I can tell you who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, if you hang them, and I tell my kids this all the time, I can tell the type of person you'll be coming by who you associate with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we want to hear that one today. Yeah. I don't know where to hit that one today. And here, here it is. Here it is. We don't have a problem stepping to mom and dad about something. And they say, you know, they at work. You on the phone. Mom, can I? Mom, dad, can I do? I do that. Well, your room clean? Is that's going on? Is that? Yeah, everything's great. All right, you can go ahead. Then you just lie to your parents. They come home and find out that your motive wasn't right because you told your parents something that you wanted to do, like this rich young ruler did. He wanted to understand or what he needed to do to receive eternal life. And see, we have these behaviors today. We want to show people what we are instead of who we are in order to gain an advantage or to get something that we like. And see, see we don't have a problem with somebody approach us sideways. Amen? Yeah, yeah. See, see we are experts and very clever if somebody approach us sideways. We say things like the older folks say, 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 will say something like, I was born last night. I was born at night, but not last night. What do I look like, boo-boo the fool? Now, you may say, you know, you know, I'm not sure about the vernacular or the exact colloquialism that the young people use or slang, but y'all say, man, you tweaking or something like that, right? See, 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 when we are approached in a sideways fashion, we know how to respond. But would we respond the way Jesus did in in these verses of Scripture here today? See, we understand how to protect ourselves. We understand how to go through life and and, and ensure that nobody can touch us or do the things that we want to do. But as young people and as young adults, we need to learn to, to understand how our heart really works. And the only way to do that is to look in the mirror and really say, what do I look like? What good thing a deed must I do to get eternal life? That was the question that was asked here. Now, watch this. Watch this, y'all. He said, what good thing? What good thing? He was only willing to do one thing. Just one thing to get what he wanted. He didn't say, what process do I have to go through? He didn't say, how long would it take? He said, what good thing must I do to receive this eternal life? And young people, the lesson in that is today is, see, see, see we lauded you today and we, and we love you today and we always want to wrap our arms around you. But we have to understand that your very first effort all the time may not be enough. Yeah. The very first move you made, you've been told all your life you're great. You've been told, you know, you know, to do the right things and the right things that happen. But the reality of life is it's not always going to go your way. See, there's going to be some effort that you have to put in. See, this rich young ruler thought that just by getting that one good thing, yeah. he can handle doing one good thing. Yeah. I can handle doing one good thing to get this thing that I want. But but are you willing to give up the one good thing that you identify with to get where you need to be? See, there's going to be some sacrifice, young folk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, a lot of us going to have Uh, a student loan debt. I hear a lot of these college graduates coming out. Yeah, I'm still praying Biden, get rid of of the debt for everybody. Amen. But you know, you know, we're going to keep praying on that. There are going to be obstacles. At some point, mom and dad are going to close up the purses and the the wallets. And see, there's going to be some obstacles that you're going to face out here, right? And see, it's also commencement season. I mean, there's going to be a lot of graduations we want to go to. Amen. And see, in these graduations, you're going to hear a lot of fine speakers and they're going to tell you some great things about success. They're going to have some great monikers to live by. They're going to give you some great advice. Some of them may even go as far to tell you about an insurmountable situation that they had to overcome and how they did it. But my point to you today is if you don't have the foundation of Jesus Christ and knowing what you look like, all that stuff is just great worldly advice. I'm here to tell you today that that when you hear these things, Take it for what it's worth, but you better apply that stuff to Jesus. Yeah. Don't get away from the church because you're old enough not to come to church anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's my prayer as a parent that, you know, the Bible teaches us to train up a child in the way he should go. And we, and, and we lean on that scripture, but sometimes our kids are not going to go the way that we want them to go, parents. Yeah. Sometimes they're not going to always choose the right mates, parents. Sometimes they're not going to choose the job that you thought you were setting them up for, parents. And see, that's where the, 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 the push and the pull comes from, amen? And then we start souring our relationships with our children. That's why Jesus told this rich young ruler that, you know, honor these commandments. If you think you're good enough to just do one good thing, can you honor all these commandments? And he lied. He lied. He said right here in verse 20, the young man said to him, all these things I have. Kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Now, I don't know about you, but the Bible said he was young already. <laughs> now, he said he kept them from his youth. How long could that really have been? See, we have to question the word of God. See, as a see, as young people, sometimes I hear y'all and I laugh and y'all say, back in the day. And y'all like 20. Like, I'm like, all right, you know. <laughs> You know, maybe, you know. I, You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't say nothing to you right then, but I had to get that one out because, you know, I remember I used to say stuff like that, like, yeah, man, we were little, you know, we used to. But I was like in 11th grade, you know. So this asking to say this to Jesus took a lot of heart, but it took more ignorance than anything to say that to God. Yeah, yeah, how are you going to tell God you kept something from your youth and In your youth, you don't really have an opportunity to do all the things you could do as an adult. And the fact that he accumulated a lot of wealth shows that he probably didn't work very hard in his life. Yeah, yeah, see, in order for us to step in to who we're going to be with God, we need to put in the spiritual work. And the spiritual work is going to cost you something. I'm here to tell you today, you may lose some friends when you put in the spiritual work. You may lose some relationships when you put in the spiritual work. But praise be to God, in the end, you're going to be the one that God is going to honor. And all those people that, 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 that kind of shied away from you are going to be the ones calling you for prayer. Amen? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised to this day now at 50 years old that certain people call me that I haven't heard from in years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, God, what? I ain't talked to this brother since the last time I talked to this brother. I don't even know how long it was. And I get, I get messages. I receive messages on Facebook. And this one brother blessed my socks off because we ran the streets in our youth. Amen. And he was telling me how he a walking deacon now and how he wants to come to church and all this stuff now. See, I thought that was relationship loss. Come on, somebody. Yeah. See, God has a way of bringing things back around to you that that you will need when it's time for you to need it. So don't worry about who you left on the side of the road. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, see, they can call AAA and get a tow and go where they need to go. You keep on walking and driving down the King's Highway so that when God is working in your life, he has your full attention. See, God needs our full attention, church. Check out the Word of God. I got three quick points, and I'm going to get out your way. First point is, how do we look? How do we look? The Bible says, he called him good master. In some versions of the scripture, he says is good master, which also means it says teacher, and it also means rabbi, amen? So rabbi is like a teacher. He said, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? Not a better question could be asked. That's a great question to ask. It's okay to ask the hard questions, but you got to want to deal with the answer that's going to come your way. And see, he was young and rich, Pastor Haman, and it reminds me of that song by Calloway, I Want to Be Rich back in 1989, right? See, I'm still, I still sing that song because I want to be rich. God is okay with your money. God is okay with you making money. See, see, don't let the world tell you that, oh, you know, you a Christian. You got four businesses and I hear some of y'all start nonprofits. Yes, do your thing because God only required this of this young man because he knew he had a particular attachment to his money which was his status, and I'm here to tell you that what you have does not make you who you are. You could be the hottest MC in the game right now, but when you go home, you you have a little baby. You better change them diapers, MC, great man, or whatever your name is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. See, you have a little child, you still gotta change, change those diapers. You have to change change those pampers. You still gotta have the grass cut. You still gotta spend time with your children. What you are does not exempt you from who you are supposed to be in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. You just we just have to do it in a spirit of excellence yeah. so that God will honor all the other things that we do. Yeah. See? The doctrine that some of the churches are preaching, and I'm glad they don't preach that here, about prosperity. See, they have it twisted. The money doesn't come with God. The money comes because of God. And see, when you are seeking ye the kingdom of heaven first and all things will be added unto you, you're not even concerned about the money. And see, the world borrowed from that scripture, and the the worldly doctrine says if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. See, all they're doing is stealing the word of God, yeah, yeah, but, you know, if you are focused on the Lord, you're not worried about all the other things that's going on anyway, and you're just going to keep on pushing, keep on praying, keep on praising, and all the things that God will have you to do, you're just going to walk in and not be concerned about how you're going to do it, because God God has got your back. So don't ever think because you're young, you can't do great and fantastic things. Yeah. Don't ever think because you're young, or oh, somebody say, you're too young to do that. Okay, but wait a minute. Were you praying with me and my parents? Mm. Were, you, were you at church when they honored me? Mm. Were you there when I walked away from the, from the get high session? Amen. Mm. Were you there when I walked away from that fight? Were you there when I was praying that God would order my steps so that I could be the man who I am today, and here you are coming at me now. You don't know my story. What do you look like trying to tell me who I am? What do I look like listening to you? See, we need to be bold and boastful and, and understanding that we can praise God because of who we are and what he made us to be. Don't be afraid to witness to your friends. Don't be afraid to let them know that you serve Jesus Christ. I know y'all hear this in y'all youth classes, but what I'm trying to tell you is it's going to get tested now. Uh-huh. Yeah, some of y'all coming out of college know what I'm talking about. A lot of frat parties you didn't go to. Some of them you might have made it to. Amen. Some of y'all pledged and y'all do y'all cute dog thing. It's all good. I'm not here to tell you don't have fun. But what God is trying to tell you is you better know what you look like before you get into that situation. You better make sure the people you aligning yourself with have some semblance of God in their life so if they have some, at least you can bring more to the table. It's not all about you and what you're supposed to get. It's not about your physical selfie. It's about your spiritual selfie. And see, he gave Christ this title because he was smart enough to approach Jesus in the way in which he you know he can get something out the deal. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, uh, Good master. What do I need to do to receive eternal? What good thing must I do to receive eternal life? See, that's probably was part of his, his press, how he got over with everybody else. And because of who he was, people probably just gave him his way. But Jesus said, come on, bro. I saw you coming a mile away. He says, okay. But if you want to enter in, in, into life, you want to enter eternal life, keep the commandments. You know what he said to Jesus? is right here in the word. Which ones? Come on, somebody. Jesus meant for him to follow all of them. And if you noticed, he named certain commandments, but he left out the one about thou shalt not covet. Come on, somebody. Read in there. He didn't talk about the one about covenant because he knew that, that it would stop him in his tracks, but Jesus let him keep on running his mouth. After he told him, you got to follow these commandments, you shall not murder. And he gave him the list of what he should do. Then he said to him, I've done all these things. And he said, if you want to be perfect, give up your rap. Leave that man alone that you shouldn't be with. Leave that woman alone that you shouldn't be with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put down the live, right? Come on. Y'all told me I can preach it the way I want, right? Come on now. See, see, we need to start talking to the, to the young people about what they're really going through. And you know what God made me do, a three, not a 360, a 180 on saying this very thing. You know how we said to our kids, well, you know, life was harder for us than it is for you. Mm-mm. The Lord slapped me around with that. It's harder for y'all. I would not want to be living in the social media age that one time I lost a fight and it lives on in infamy for as long as the internet gonna be in existence. Somebody can pull up that time you got beat up. Somebody can pull up that time that your gear wasn't right. Somebody can pull up that time where you got your shot blocked on the court and they laugh about it and it come up in your memories. You know how Facebook do, it come up in your memories and it pisses you off because it, it was something that you didn't really want to be remembering anyway. See, it's harder, you know, somebody can bully you from all around the world. It's harder for y'all. I'm from Philly. You can move from West Philly to another part of West Philly, and people can, will forget all about you. I preach at a church four blocks from where I grew up in the projects and rarely run anybody I know. I have to literally walk around and stand around for a few hours for, because people move away. Nobody remembers the things we did back in the day, but... Yeah, when they start putting those pictures back on Facebook, yeah, and I'm like, oh, why they post that? <laughs> it's harder. It's harder, and you know, I see it now. I see it now because the enemy will use this tool to get you, knock you off your square, right when you think you're doing well. Mm-hmm. And people judge who you are based on what they saw, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's only one moment. It's a snapshot in your life, yeah. but you have, you will be judged by that by the world for a very long time. Amen. That's why the one good thing Trump did do was call everything fake news, so that's, maybe we can do that. <laughs> soon as soon as you see it come out your memories, fake news, that's, that's, that's Photoshop. Sister Kenita know how to do all that, she probably making a joke. Yeah, 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 we have to deny the very truth of what we're going through. But see, and it was a rare quality that even, and here's what I liked about the rich young ruler, he said, you, the word teaches that it was a rare thing for somebody his age to appear to care about another world that's that's watch 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 I, I, I know I'm not going to get through well. it's very rare for young people even today to really care about when they die see we think when we're young we're going to live forever Even when we see all the death and carnage around us, even though we see all the shootings, there's really an inner thing that says, that's not gonna happen to me. And we live our life like it. And the world even tells us, you're gonna make mistakes when you're young. See, we need to stop telling these things because it resonates into their spirit and you hear it long enough, it becomes real with inside of them. You have to tell them you can make a mistake that will end your life at 12, 11, 14, 16. See, we need to stop telling them that they have time to mess up. They have time to do this. They have time to do that. The Bible says no man knows the day nor the hour when Jesus Christ is going to come. You don't know when that sky is going to get cracked and the almighty come through and there's a great taking away of all the people you know and you running around still doing what you're doing thinking you got time. Time, oh, give me time but we don't know how much time we actually have left. But he was on the right path, y'all. He asked the right questions. He had the right desire, but his motive just wasn't where it should be. That's why he said, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? This good thing could, could be things that he wanted to, to see God do on his level. But when, see, see check it out. When you have a lack of understanding of what you're asking about, the person that you ask should have a, should know that you don't really know what's going on. And they should have a certain amount of, compassion for your question, if you will. But see, we don't live in that kind of a patient world. They will look at you and say, man, how stupid are you? Now, why you ask that? Sometimes I do my kids, I'm like, why, 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 why are you, at, didn't you ask me that yesterday? But we forget that, you know, they frontal lobe And some of y'all don't get upset. Your frontal lobe don't form, I believe, We're my clinical people until you're 25, right? So, so, so you're going to, Be walking around wondering things, even at 23. You think you just as grown, but you're not even fully an adult yet. Physically, to understand a lot of the things that you want to do in life. That's why God is there to guide us. That's why your parents are there to guide you. Because they did all the stuff so you don't have to do it. Don't grow up saying, oh, my my dad did this, so you know, I'll be all right, he all right. No, what your dad went through may kill you. What mom went through may kill you. So when she or he tells you, you don't need to engage in that, it's time for some new mistakes. Forge your own path. Don't try to steal mom and dad's mistake because they don't want to see it replaced. They don't want to see that stuff. So give them a break and say, okay, mom and dad, I'm going to trust in you because you raised me in a fear and admonition of the Lord, and I'm going to give you some slack, mom and dad. I'm going to trust what you're saying because what do I look like doing what you did anyway? Y'all think we corny anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. So don't use our mistakes. Now, you want to you wanna take part in your mistake, in our mistakes, but when we tell you all the other stuff, we corny. I'm sorry, y'all use another word, I know. The way we dress, you know, we, and, it's, and it's okay, because we thought the same things about our parents. So what do you look like? His hunger for heaven was only as good as doing that single great act. He was hoping for some quick, Single commitment, kind of response to guarantee his salvation. And we can't do it, hit it and quit it with Jesus, y'all. I don't know if that was too harsh. Forgive me if it was. But 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 see, 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 we can't dip our feet in the pool, dive in, do a lap, and say, I got my exercise in today. I'm going to the Olympics next year. No, you ain't. I know that's bad English, but it's good doctrine. No, you ain't. You can't take a lap. And then expect to understand what Jesus is. You need to go on the deep end and have to struggle a little bit. Amen? You, see, you have to learn how to, how to breathe the right way so you can stay afloat long enough to make it to the other side. And you can't do it on your own. You need King Jesus. Now that you know what you look like, does it line up with God? Jesus quickly gets to the root of the issue by first asking why the man was looking for something good when only God is truly good. He was asking what good thing, watch this, y'all, what good thing he can do, and he was talking to the good thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's right in our face, the answer. Yeah, yeah. He was talking to the good thing. Yeah, yeah. He should have did like the woman with the issue of blood, just walked up and touched him. Mm. At least she had no sense to shut her mouth. She just said, I did everything I could do. If I can but touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. And Jesus felt her faith come out of him. And he knew that somebody needed to be healed. See, sometimes the things in front of us, we don't have to run our mouth to get. God placed it right there. Just walk in it. You don't need extra confirmation. You ain't got to have a text session or have y'all FaceTime, whatever was going on now, to talk about what God already told you to do. You're wasting your time. So, So don't go to the good thing asking what good thing I must do. Don't walk up to your paycheck and says, paycheck, how much, how, 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 did I earn you? No, it got your name on it. Go cash it. Take it to the bank and put the money in your account and keep it pushing. It's yours, amen. Who questions their paycheck unless it's a little short? Yeah. So don't, don't question Jesus in that way, amen. Yeah, see, Jesus continue his lesson. In, mentioning other things which could sidetrack people from following him with their whole hearts. Sometimes your house, your car, your friends, even your family members can knock you off your square. And you have to ask them, what do I look like? What do I look like to you? Sometimes it's hurtful to me when people come and ask me things and you work with them for years and they come up and ask you something that's so off the wall like, you know, at work, like, they know you're a Christian. At work, get around, you preach a little bit. You might be a deacon. You know how it goes, right? And they want to come around get a prayer or two from here and there. Then they start coming asking you stuff like, man, you know what? I was with this woman. This stuff happens. I was with this woman last night. You know, I was wondering, you know, if, you know, God knows I've been with her for a while. You know, we're going to get married. So, you know, it's all right if we, you know. No, it's not. I had to tell some people that. And look at him like, well, you know, God knows all about it. Yeah, he does, and he's not pleased with it. Just because you've been, you have been doing it, doesn't mean you continue in it. And young people, I'm urging you, save yourself for your mate. Amen. If you can, I I, I know it's hard. I, I I'm not gonna sit here and penalize you because. I know I wasn't pure when I got married. I know my wife wasn't pure when she got married. But there's a period you can go through of consecration before you enter into that union with someone where you can do the things necessary so that God will bless that and you can get rid of all those sexual ties you had with those old partners, right? And see, this one is for free. That's why sometimes you run into her, you know, and you're happy with your your new woman and you... And you run into her and all those feelings come back. That's not feelings. That's the sexual fleshly tie that you have with that person that you never got God to break. Yeah. See, we need to be delivered from some of these things before we move forward in our life. Because if we don't ask God to deliver me from that, you could get all messed up in your emotions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was for free. We come back another time and talk about that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The third point here is, the third point here is, here's my third and final point. I'm going to move through all this stuff. How do we start looking more like God? How do we start looking more like God? A deep commitment to the things of this world usually means a shallow commitment to the things of God. What are we saying here? The more you become busy out there, the less important God becomes. You can tell somebody, you can tell how someone's commitment is with the Lord, by how much they serve. I know people see me all the time. Yeah, yeah, I heard you pastor down there on 40th Street, man. You know, I'm going to come see you, bro. I get that all the time. <laughs> Yo, white, I'm coming through, man. That's what they call my name. Yo, white, I'm coming through, man. You know, yeah, come through. I praise God. And back in my mind, I'm like, Lord, if you send them, you send them. But this frontal lobe saying they ain't coming. <laughs> the one that took 25 years to develop. Now I got 25 years of experience in it. And I pray I'm wrong. I literally pray, God, I hope I'm wrong. But see, their lack of commitment to wanting to come. You don't need to see me to go to a church. You don't need to see me to have a relationship with God. You don't need to see me to pray to God. And when I teach that to you, you don't need to wait till I'm around because I have nothing for you. I have no heaven or hell to put you in. I am simply a messenger trying to walk this thing out with, 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 excuse me, walk my salvation out with fear and trembling just like the next uh, believer in Christ. This title does not exempt me from anything. We still struggle as believers, as you a minister, you a deacon, you an elder. You still are going to be faced with the same things that a layperson is going to be faced with. Some of us are still fighting things from our youth. Yeah. yeah. I praise God all you want to become clinical psychologists. Because the black community needs this. Amen. Yeah. We didn't go to doctors back then. Yeah. When I was young and me and my homies got together, you know what our therapy was? We got together, drank 40s, and talked about our fathers. How are we going to learn anything from each other? We have drunk and no experience. But see, we think we're doing something because, you know, we big and bad enough to do what we big and bad enough to do. Always, always respect somebody that can tell you something about the Lord. They can bring something to your belief. That's how we look more like God. In order to look more like God, we have to change the thing that he sees in us when we take that spiritual selfie. So when you you create that app, That spiritual app, when you go home, I want you to create the spiritual app in your mind. Look at your phone and say, this is the app called What Do I Look Like to God? And every time you think you're about to do something wrong, open it up, take a picture and say, is God pleased with me right now? See, those spiritual selfies are something, man. Michael Jackson was on to something. He said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but all the time you don't have access to a mirror. But these phones are attached to us like our left arm. Some of us drive all the way back home to get our phone and be late for work. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot function without these things, so why not make it a tool for the Lord? Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Why not make it a tool for the Lord? We have to be okay with not fitting in the way people want us to. You need to hear me on this, young people. Peer pressure never goes away. See, see, they, see they try to make peer peers just somebody of the same age as you, right? Yeah. Or somebody close to you in different ways. So you could be 50 years old and be going through peer pressure. Yeah. And with some of you who are graduating and start on these corporate jobs, you really gonna need some prayer because you may get caught up in a group of people that are gonna start trying to tell you to do things that, you know, you know what a company policy says this, where well, they firing this one, but they let this one get away with it. See, you wanna start experiencing that kind of stuff. I have over 20 some years in corporate America and I see it every day. What's good for me is not good for you. And then they're going to try to get your buy-in on it. And you're going to have to pray hard to God because that may be your manager. That may be your close co-worker. That's the one you really get along with it. But you better get along with God first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better pray for them and pray over them. Yeah. I pray before I go into the office. Lord, let these... Let this, you know, let the office be good. They don't know I'm praying for them. They come give me all kind of heck, all kind of, you know, uh, issues go on. A couple times I lost a gasket over the years at work. But you know what? I'm still praying that when I go into work, it's going to be a beautiful place. And it's going to be better because I'm there. Not because somebody else is there, because you in the place. You are the special ingredient that makes that Kool-Aid sweet. You are the special ingredient that makes the world good. That's why the Bible says you are the salt of the earth, young people. You're the flavor that when you walk into that place. When you, when y'all starting a nonprofit, you're the flavor. The spirit of the Holy Spirit is in you. You're the flavor of that nonprofit. It will not work the way it won't work unless God gives you what you need to make it work. See, we need to talk into our young folks today to let them know that it's God because we don't want you walking away like verse 22 sad. We don't want you walking away sad and upset. We don't want you walking away saying that. I tried it God's way. Did you really? Did you really find out what you look like before you asked God for that thing? Did you really do the things God called you to do before you asked him for that thing? And now you're walking away sad because it didn't work out the way you wanted. Take it to the Lord. You have elders. You have uh, mentors. Take it to these people who know the word of God and can give you the experience Don't try to do it all by yourself because you're going to be taking a long walk in the wrong direction for a long time before you get it. Then here come the peer pressure. Oh, my friend over here getting married. Oh, my friend over here having children. My friend over here bought a house. My friend over here bought a car. And we start saying, wait a minute. I'm not doing anything. And then we realize we're not doing it the way God would have us to do it. As I close, my brothers and sisters, I'm just here to tell you that challenges are going to come, young people. The Bible says in Job 14, chapter 1, 14, verses 1 to 2: Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. So we don't don't, so we don't have as much time as we think so. So it's time to look at our spiritual selfie and say, What do I do? What do I look like letting myself wander away from the teachings of the Lord? What do I look like giving into my sexual desires to the point that God does not matter anymore? What do I look like engaging in drugs, theft, or gang life? What do I look like disrespecting our parents after all the hard work they've done for me day in and day out? What do I look like just being like everybody else? I need to be what God has called me to be. And I'm just simply trying to make the point all this words, all this yelling, all this shouting, all this love for the Lord that if you don't know what you look like, then surely the world will tell you. May God bless you and heaven smile upon you.